This is Four Network. Credo is the daft of the Football Daft podcast. Is that a good story? Is that a good story? I've got an encyclopedia. Brain. He's got a damn man nothing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Why are you a fucking hula? <laughs> this is Football Daft. You're a Rangers man. Uh, I'm a Hearts man. <laughs> With Ewan Cameron. I work for Showtime in ESPN. <laughs> and. Be the top end of Stevenson. Grado! And here we go. Is Ewan Cameron back yet, Grado? No. Oh, oh well. Stuff him. It's David Tanner here. Delighted to be your stand in host again today. And I have to say, you have been all over my TV set this week. You've been all over the papers, all over social media. How are your hot balls? Aye, they're good. It was a good wee experience there on Sunday night, getting to do the draw. I done the Iron Brew Cup last year, uh, <laughs> so it's a wee step up. Uh, it certainly is. It certainly is. How did you find the experience? As you know, I did one or two of those for over the over the, the years. So were you involved in the Rod Stewart one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And what was that like in the... Well, I remember we were at Airdrieonians. Celtic were playing uh, Albion Rovers in the Cup. And the, I saw a picture pop up on my phone on Twitter and it was Rod Stewart arriving at the ground and he's wearing a fur coat and this kind of leopard print scarf and he was kind of posing like a kind of was like a starfish. Yay! He'd, he'd obviously had a good kick at the ball right. before he arrived at the ground. And... Um, but I, it didn't really cross my mind that he would be like that when he did the draw. <laughs> And, uh, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I was introducing him, um, when I was introducing him, I was in a different room. So I said, over to the draw, <clears throat> we've got Alan Stubbs, the president of the Scottish FA, and Rod Stewart. This was during the, uh, just during the break. So that, I was saying that, and all I had was, it's Sir Rod Stewart, <laughs> David. And, and then it was, where's David? Where is he? Where is he? And he, he started looking around, and I thought, oh, someone's in good form. I cause I remember the the, and then the FA because the FA guy did call him Rod Sir Rod. But the interesting thing was that Rod uh, Alan McRae was the president of Scottish FA at the time. Rod was kind of just just giving his bottom a wee, mm-hmm. a wee tweak as it went on as well, <laughs> and <laughs> it was just uh, it was just a bit bonkers. But I knew he was pissed when, he, when he pulled out uh, when he pulled out Auchinleck Talbot against Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was steamboats, but it was a good laugh though. I mean, he was he was spamming it up and picking, the, you know, and he was showing it right to the camera. Talking of cameras, however, Aye, now come on, how many cameras were on the cup draw? Well, could you not have found the bloody camera? So in the rehearsal, they had sat the two cameras and we we we'd done the rehearsal and uh-huh. we need to point it to that camera. But there was also a telly as well, which was showing like the live feed of the actual sports scene. So we rehearsed. And then we went to do it live and they moved the telly and they moved the camera. So as soon as I pulled out the first ball, I'm looking to find this camera. It moved to just to the right of me. So then I'm fucking trying to find it. <laughs> as soon as I find it, they tell you to leave it there for three seconds. I leave it there yeah. for three seconds. But in that three seconds, I can hear Thompson and Michael Stewart absolutely pissing themselves. <laughs> because I'm fucking getting like that. I'm like, a, I'm like a traffic warden directing traffic. You're like a Dalek. You're aye. like a Dalek. Aye, aye. Next. So then, because they were laughing, I couldn't, I couldn't hold them a laugh. It was like being at assembly. 
kind of like at school <laughs> and somebody's let off and you, you're not allowed to laugh that's what it was like I was biting my lip and uh, but it was a good laugh do you know what I mean I, I came away from it going oh, for I goes was that alright they were going ah, it's fine it's fine and then obviously I came out and blew up on Twitter and everything and that was a good laugh I enjoyed it I'm just thinking back over the years some of the guys I did the draw with Andre Villas-Boas who's Chelsea manager Biffy Clyro uh, Marcello Lippi Italian Ashina. World Cup winner coming Ashin. in Brian Loudrop, Lubo Moravchik, um, Gary Anderson came in with the, the World Darts Trophy that just won. And this year, they've got you. And I think that you topped a lot. <laughs> who is it? That, a, a guy in the Daily Record said, Gredo, who, for those of who don't know, had a brief spell in River City and done a tea in the park awareness campaign. <laughs> uh, that's all oh, I'm that's fucking known for, aye. That's, that's what I might be known for. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? What about the guy you were on with? Now, oh, were, you stand, were you standing in a hole? No, he was six foot nine. So ah, can we go? I look like a midget. I look like I asked for a box, but he wouldn't give me one. Um, but he was a great guy. He's, I think he he goes run about the 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 football teams, and he'll take basketball lessons just to kind of for morale and to to spice up the cardio at the football team. So it's quite uh -huh. interesting to hear his story. He's worked with a number of SPFL teams and he played in the NBA as well. So he had a, he was, he had a lot of good chat. It'd be good to get him on this podcast. Mm. And a, a basketball player a on basketball a football player. podcast? Stupid idea. By the way, can I just say one thing? It's the worst Scottish Cup draw in history. No, no decent ties. There was not really. Were you playing oh, I know, I know, I know. I always look at it from a television point of view and I'm thinking, and I, and I know I shouldn't, but Dundee United Hibs, probably the only decent one there. Celtic Thistle. Uh, oh, no, Thistle Celtic. Uh, yeah, decent. But in current form, you can't see an upset there. Sorry, nah, I want on the Jags, but... Um. But I wanted... Um, it would have been good. I was excited to pick something out for like, the Talbot gone somewhere. You know, they've played at Hibs and Hearts recently. Mm -hmm. would have been good. That's if they get by Arbroath. Um, but there was nothing... You didn't really see that coming, though, did you? I did, aye, because I think... You said our both would cuff them. No, no, no. I'll take it back. What did you do the weekend? I didn't do the cup draw, no. which I was quite pleased about. Actually, I don't miss that part of my life because I used to absolutely. Oh, I used to. It was terrifying because anything could go wrong, and you that audience just sitting there with the knives going shh, mm. shh, shh, go wrong. But I tell you what, do you know what the highlight of my week has been, and it's been a really good week. I've been doing lots of stuff. We get a new dishwasher. Oh. I am absolutely buzzing about that because right. we've not had a dishwasher for two weeks and my hands are like sandpaper we get the new one yesterday and I'm just buzzing about it right. and I don't think that makes me sad cracking back a cat huh? cracking back a cat uh, aye I mean it's got drawers in it and there's a bit for the cutlery and a bit you get Bluetooth <laughs> I did try to watch UK Gold on it but I've not succeeded so far right back to the football So still to come, Mark Walters, Grado, looking forward to having the Rangers, Liverpool, Southampton and England winger coming on. What an absolute legend he is. Yes, pal. Yes, pal. Um, do you know, I hadn't met him until last year when he was doing his boot launch. Anyway, shall we look back on the weekend yep. games? I'd like to start with Hibs, a bit controversial, I know, but um, they were ruthless, according to the Motherwell manager, Stephen Robinson, after the game. But... Are they not a good advert for sacking your manager? Well, there you have it, eh? I know. Do, do you think... that I think Robinson to Hearts, you think that's not going to happen now, is it? I mean, I don't know if it was ever... I kind of get the feeling it would have happened by now. Aye. But Anne Budge, in fairness to her, she's gone through the due process. Or doing it right. Yeah. And I would rather they took a bit of time and get the right guy than made a 
pig's ear of it, yeah. as you know, I would have to say Ian Cathro was, unfortunately. And you know, some might argue that Craig was the wrong appointment as well. But if they get it right, then yeah, it's worth the wait. It is worth. Do, the wait. I don't think they want to pay money for compensation and stuff like that, do they? I have no idea. I have no idea. They might. Yeah. They might have to. Um, what do you think this uh, German fella in Barnsley? I don't know, man. Do you care much about him? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of in-depth football chat <laughs> yeah. you get in this podcast. But I mean, you, you get all these guys that'll just look up Wikipedia and then bullshit you. Yeah? Right. We, we we tell the truth. We tell the truth. What about the jam tarts? So uh, three goals down in mm. seventeen minutes. Uh, a crazy eight-minute period, uh, Austin McPhee said. Uh, is Ayrshire rocking after mm. that? I would imagine it would be. That's a great result for Kelly. I watched some of the game live on Gordon Sawyer's feed. He he sits and literally records the full game. Honestly, that's what I watched some of the... See when I, when what do you mean on uh, Twitter? No, Facebook. He Facebook lives it. That's how that I saw the... Nuts. Mm -hmm. That's how I saw the, the, the game where they get put out by the Welsh team. Oh, yeah. It was brilliant. He's just giving commentary. That's it. I'm fucking gone. I'm gone. Fuck it. We're gone. We're gone. It was hilarious. He does it every game, man. What, about, what about Hearts, Ibrooks on uh, on Sunday? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling good about that? You know what? I think I, I, I'm, I think we're, I'm confident that Rangers can win that game easily. Uh -huh. But um, as I say, we played at the weekend. We didn't play our best. The, the result flattered us. Um, and I, I expected for when when Ryan Jack scored, I thought, right, we're going to take goals off them. And Hamilton played really, really well. They really, really well. Missed that right off Hamilton sitter. at your peril. What? Right off Hamilton at your peril. Aye. They're, um, they missed an absolute sitter. Mm -hmm. If that went in, it could have been a different story. Yeah, 2-1. Aye. Uh, <laughs> it would have been, would have been struggle to come back for that. Can I can I tell you, I was chatting to Walter Smith yesterday in the phone. Uh, well, very briefly. Are you all right? Oh, are you all right? Big time. Oh, that name just dropped. Hello, huh? There you go. Listen, wait till you hear else I've spoken to yesterday. But I spoke to Walter yesterday and I said to him, is it just me or a Rangers winning games that they wouldn't have won last year. Aye, they totally are. And he said, yeah, they're winning games when they were, they're were playing badly. Aye. And that's a big step forward for them. And I think Liverpool are doing the same thing down south. Aye. And I think that's, that happened quite a lot under Walter as well, didn't it? Oh, they, 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 grind they, they grinded it out. They grinded out the but results. Celtic do that. They grind Aye. out wins mm -hmm. when they're not playing well. And that's how you win championships. And I think that's what makes this season so, so much more difficult to call than even last year. It's a nervy month. It's a nervy, nervy month. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to get to see any because I'm going to say it's Gepetto. Hey, Gepetto. Um, what about Celtic battering Livingston? Lenny said he was thrilled at the performance. Um, but I've got to say, lovely to see we Griff back. Are you, I know you're a Rangers mm -hmm. man, but can you uh, reach across the city and say, nice to see Griff back uh, on, the, on, the, see on the pitch? And, uh, it's good to see them. It's good to see he obviously suffered uh, the issues and he's back scoring goals. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. obviously they want to score as many goals as possible because it could end up going to the, the wire in terms of goal difference. Mm -hmm. That's why I thought when Ryan Jack scored on Sunday, I thought, right, come on, keep scoring, keep scoring, but it didn't happen. Listen, Rangers keep winning, but so does Celtic. Bigger margin, 4-0 yep. against Libby. Which of the two old firm teams, as we count down to the Betfred Cup final, which of the two old firm teams is the form team? I think well, I think they're both on form. I think they're both on form. True, but at the end of the day, it, the, you know, you can yourself. It goes out the window. Old firm days. Well, it depends what happens on the day. I think. I think the best team generally wins. Do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. There's been very, very. Few, well, you know what I mean by that. <laughs> there's very. I, I think it's a cliche to say that the form guide goes out the window. Do you think that? Yeah, I do. I do. Over the years, very infrequently has it happened. 
Um, and it's usually the gutsiest team that wins it as well. The team that's most on it. Do you the think team the, with the most legs. Do you think the team that wins the cup final is going to win the, the New Year derby? Um, it'll certainly set the tone, won't it? I, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing how many good runs start with a, a win in the League Cup. Aye. Obviously, it's part one of a treble if you're going to win the treble, but it does have a habit of setting the tone for a particular era. Um, I remember when Sunus arrived at Rangers, they won the League Cup against Celtic, full enough in '86. That rocked them on to the next era. They won the, the League Cup in 1990. That got them started on nine in a row as well. Um, and you look at you know Celtic winning under Strachan. It was a, a strong period for for Strachan. So. It, it does set the tone, and it's. A bit, we'll talk about it more next week. And St Mirren against Ross County, Saints off the bottom of the table. Did you see Sam Foley's goal? No, I've not seen any goals this weekend. I've not seen any wrestling. I've seen. Na- oh no! The only thing I've no, I've seen the Crown. <laughs> Been watching the Crown. All right, okay. Before I got my bed at night, and I'm starting at series three. Right. Because series one and two is like the forties and the fifties. Uh-huh. Series three is the sixties. Right, it's right. quite good. Olivia Coleman is a queen. Mm-hmm. Saucy? It's no saucy. It's a bit boring actually, but I like to watch it for because they've they've got the biggest budget in Netflix. I like to watch all the kind of special effects and shit like that. Ross County with that win for two months, by the way, and St Mirren. We'll talk about them later, but can they get an away point? Mm, for love, they've, they've, they've not had one. Final game, this the last game of this particular round of fixtures. St Johnson against Aberdeen. Andy Considine, 500 games for the Dandy Dons. Can I give you the opportunity to say, well done? Aye, all right. You can do it. And it finished one each, and Stevie May didn't score, but uh, that yeah. is a, a good point for St Johnson. It certainly was. <laughs> Who are you? So, we've been a bit sneaky this week in Who Are You? Because we've brought in the fellow that we've been talking about earlier in the show, and I pretended not to know who he is. In fact, I know him very well. It is Kieran Achara, the star of the Scottish Cup draw. Now, there was one guy in the Scottish Cup draw who made a complete arse of it by uh, not finding the camera with the ball, and there was a consummate professional who looked the part, and Mr Achara, that was you. (laughs) Oh yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience, I would say. <laughs> or working with Grado or doing the draw? Both, all of the above. <laughs> I know Grado is he's uh, unique. I would like to say that's the, that's the word I would use, unique. So anyway, of course, Grado is out of the room at the moment, and we're going to bring him in in a few minutes, and he's going to try and guess who you are. Now, the one thing that crosses my mind here, uh, being Scotland's top basketball player, now retired, of course, you. You might be. You stand out from the crowd a wee bit in terms of your height. How tall are you? I'm. Oh, I stopped counting after like six foot six, but I think I'm, <laughs> I'm around about six foot ten. I would say six foot ten. I, I will stop counting when I hit five <laughs> foot eight. I'll let you know whenever that happens. Okay, so you're a yard taller than me. So what I think it'll be pretty obvious if he puts out his hand out to see what you're like. He'll probably think, oh wait a minute, this guy's massive. So when, when he comes in, I'm going to get you to sit in a bucket over there. Because you'll think you're five foot three or something like that. Not a problem at all. Uh, to be fair, he will not even remember my name, like half of half of Scotland. So um, <laughs> I ah. think if, if anything, it'll be uh, it's the big man. That's, what, that's, what, <laughs> big that's the line they're going with. Tell me this: Did you enjoy the draw? Because I, I have to be honest with you, I was never nervous on TV, but I was always a bit wary of doing the Scottish Cup draw because anything could happen. And over the years, it, t- it did. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, I, I was excited. I was, you know, it's one of those situations coming from a minority sport. You know, I, I feel like I've, I've achieved a lot in my sport. I've, I've worked hard. I've you know, been in the Olympics, Commonwealth Games, played at the highest levels. But coming back to Scotland, it's just, all right, big man, did you play for the Harlem Globetrotters? Like, no, I didn't. Uh, you know, but it, it, there's just there's just not a, a recognition of that. So to actually be in the frame, you know, something, someone actually considering, okay, yeah, would you be happy to do the draw? It was actually a really, really, really good experience. Once I got there, then they started saying things like, if you drop the balls back in, we'd have to do the draw over again. <laughs> That's when the nerves started uh-huh. kicking. And then seeing Grado, obviously, I was like, okay, let's go, yeah. let's get this right, you know, yeah. at the same time. But, you know, it's, it's one of those situations, like I, I said, I was, I was very happy to be a part of something like that. It's, it's, it's a great honour, so, you know, it's a national sport. Um, being, being involved, it was, it was a great experience. Ah, terrific. Now, listen, before you did the Scottish Cup draw with Grado, what was the highlight of your sporting career? I would say, you know, there's a few. For me, obviously competing in the Olympic Games in 2012. Yeah. It was a great experience, a home home game, getting to play against like the likes of Team USA in the preparation games. And that, that, was, that was excellent. Seeing my family and friends play, but the Commonwealth Games was probably the highlight. You know, we, as a Scottish team, getting to compete for Scotland, playing against, you know, England, getting to beat England in, 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 the, in the Commonwealth Games... I, I mean, I couldn't even remember the last time that happened. So that, that was probably, for me, the, the biggest highlight. Oh, tremendous, tremendous. And the, your early days were in America. So what was it like going from Sterling to America and, you know, uh, in a, a country where they are mad for the basketball? That was, it was very difficult, to be fair. To, to actually, going back to a little step, I, I moved to Spain first and foremost when I was 17, and I lasted, you know, a few weeks. I didn't... I just in that environment it was just very very difficult mm. I was now went from training like twice a twice a week to training twice a day so then I, I made the move to America and in my mind it was I'd, I'd been over it when I was 16 and I saw the opportunity to get a scholarship uh, there was you know beautiful skyscrapers women with nice teeth you know <laughs> it do was, you get that, <laughs> you get that it, was, in it was just a, an amazing amazing thing so I, I was really excited to get over there got over there realised quickly that basketball was just huge I mean, you're walking down the street, you were recognised, everyone. And I, I laughed because, I, you know, my, my roommate at the time, um, he was actually, he came over with me. His parents were Scottish from, from Govan. He was at an academy with me in England in Middlesbrough. And they were, you know, the star of the show. Everyone was chasing them. They're so popular. Being a basketball, it was just, no one cared about us. So they Middlesbrough, they're all over the footballers. <laughs> all over the footballers. Not even, even looking in the basketball direction. As soon as I got over to America... You know, our, our ratio, we had seven girls to every one guy at our university. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you play basketball? I was like, yeah. And then can you, you know, I would say to them, like, hi. Oh, where are you from? I'm from, I'm from Scotland. And that was it. It was over. I, you know, it was, it was easy stuff. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I'm looking at my, my friend Scotty. They were nationally ranked. And, you know, they were getting maybe 50 people at their games. And we were getting sold out crowds of, like, 3,000, 4,000. It was just a, a complete role reversal. All right, uh, I'm feeling extremely jealous now. D- did you ever consider a, when you were growing up in Stirling? Did you ever consider a football career? I mean, you, you consider it. I, I, you know, I played football. Uh, Cars Thistle. Anyone's listening? Cars Thistle's my Karst team. Cars Thistle. Uh, now, um, they've got a very famous player. I big dunk. Big dunk and Ferguson uh, played for them. Well, Cars Thistle. I mean, everyone from Stirling who's who's came up has played for Cars or been associated with Cars Thistle at some point in their. Billy Bremner, maybe. 
well, I couldn't the night's going, but I'm only 36. <laughs> yes, yes, very true. Um, but yeah, Cash Thistle was, was my team. Obviously, you start growing. Football boots start to get a little bit small. I'm a size 15 shoe now. <laughs> Can't get football boots on my side. I remember writing no that. I said, I played two sports at that time. I played football and I played lawn bowls, believe it or not. <laughs> what? I, I know. Wait a minute. That's a story for another day. That's a, diff- that's a different podcast. That's, that's just a, weird. That's a different podcast. Uh, anyway. Played two uh, do we have lawn bowls <laughs> daft, John? Yeah. Well, we'll get you back in on that. So playing those two sports, then I, I, I remember writing, there was Henslight and Adidas, I wrote both of them saying, look, feel sorry for me, I can't get, you know, size 14, No. anyone can help me out. No Copper Mondials no, in a, a yard no one, long. No one got back to me, absolutely nobody. That was it, career over, let's wow. find something I can actually get shoes in my size. So. Wow. <laughs> So what, I'm thinking you might have been the goalkeeper, the centre back, or were you the big heathen a stick up front? I was goalkeeper first, centre half, <laughs> and then I wanted to, you know, the, and you know what? It was before the Crouchy days. If Crouchy was about, I would have probably got got what I wanted, and that's that's I said. I, I nearly got to live that dream in America. I started, you know, training with the university teams in the summer, and in America it's great because they they actually do subs in and out, kind of like basketball and so forth. Yeah. So the the, the manager had a great idea. He was thinking. Okay, let's let's put them in for corner kicks, free kicks. Essentially, like you know, we were mentioning special teams. I could get get in, get get the goals, do what I needed to do. Uh, but my my basketball coach shut that down straight away. There was not a chance, not a chance <sighs> that was happening. Ah, spoil sport. What a hoop! What a hoop! <laughs> right, should we get this big fella in then? Right, I'll tell you what. So what we'll get you to do? We're going to play a sting and get him in, and during that time, we'll get you to sit. In a low chair or a, a what have you got down there? Is it like a bucket or something? Wee, like a wee toilet stool, seat? I've got a wee stool. Yeah, a wee stool. There's no way I'm getting back up from that. There's that. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll make it work. We'll make yeah, it work. Brilliant. And um, do me a favour. Can you call me Big Man? Just um, just once. Biggin. I'll call you Biggin. Thanks very there much. You go. I feel better now. <laughs> now. Let's get the other Biggin in. So, Grado is in the room now. He's trying to find the microphone. This is not a good start. Take it, take it away, sir. Who are you? Hey, so get a good feel. Muscly. Very muscly. Oh, well. How long are your fingers? I'm not that big. Uh, uh, this is weird. Smell. Oh, don't do that. What? I no, I smelled them. That's what I did. That's just Let weird. Let me smell them. It's definitely not... Well, you're a guy. Well done, well done. Now, this is a good start. That 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 cuts the odds by a half. Obviously, be, obviously it does cons. work out. Your goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Nah. <laughs> uh, are you involved in football? Yes. Oh. Uh, it's a football podcast, Grado. Just saying. <laughs> this is not. This is so obvious. Do you play basketball? It's it's what do you call him? Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Keenan, get to see me. <laughs> I am raging at that. I, I was well obvious, man. Look, I've sat him in a bucket to make him seem smaller. I was thinking, no, do you know what? Because I was going, well, he doesn't seem that tall because, the, but it's the horns gave it away, man. <laughs> the size of the horns, man. I'm raging Holy. about that. Look at that, look at that, look. I got called yeah. ET in Jesus. high school. Jesus. Wow, man. <laughs> I get to see you, mate. You're right. You said you'd get me in. See, the, the best part about that clip 
as him pointing. <laughs> earlier, earlier. <laughs> but they did move something, didn't they? They, they, moved, they was... did move something. They did move something. <laughs> oh my god! But wait funny. a minute. He didn't make an arse of it. You made no, an arse of it. No, he helped me. He he helped me. He helped me. Team player. But he Aye. also went first, so I guess. I I was a difficult position for me, David. You know what I mean? I definitely. But I. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I can't believe how quick that was. I uh, should have not let you touch and just ask questions. Did I not just say at the start of this episode, we need to get him on the show? Nah. And you were going, nah, nah. they basketball players on this. <laughs> yeah, I did. I pretended not oh, to know who you were. Oh, that's brilliant. That's which I, I, we, I posted a picture of me with uh, Kieran a, a few months ago. And I've never... Because we were talking about Tanner the other night, we? I've never had so many people take the piss out of me. Well, that's it, did, it, did, it, did look, it did look like you just giving birth to me. He's a midget fair. wrestler. I looked like, like on the telly, I looked like Hornswoggle. Because I had the, the blonde hair. I did a lot like a fucking leprechaun. Hey, I must say, if, you, if you're listening to this, you're not watching on YouTube, you've had your hair cut this week, you've had it cut around the side, mm-hmm. but not dyed. Now you look like a pint of Guinness. Oh, right, aye. aye. I think it's nice, though. Uh, what was it, somebody... And they said a little like Jonah Hill at the start. I saw that. I saw that. I've just been looking at all the abuse. I know. The, I can't believe two nice lads like you get so much abuse for doing the cup draw. Did you get abuse or no? I've, I've, not, not, not to your extent, but I know it's... Now yeah. you know why that I wasn't there. on Twitter when I was on telly. <laughs> why is that? Why is that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you get that in basketball? Do you get Doug's abuse in uh, basketball? There's maybe three or four that kind of go at you, but you know them. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, Do you not just mute them? No, but I, I say it's just different, obviously different places you play, because, like I said, when I was over in like Italy, for example, that was a, okay, there's, there's races and everything else that comes into play as well, but it's just, a, it's just a completely different... But see, if you don't speak the language, you don't know what they're saying. Um, so. <laughs> we've got Mark Walters coming on later on in mm. Football Daft. Uh, he suffered unbelievable racism back in the day. Now... 1989, when he signed for Rangers, you would be at school then. Yep. Oh no, I was. Yeah, I started primary school. But, so, yeah, started I, primary I, I, school. I mean, I, I would have thought you would stand out. Well, no, definitely, and that's that's the thing. I, I laugh because I, I, I look at my life, and I, you know, you're always looking for role models in your life. And Mark Walters was that. He was just really? like another another black guy playing sport in Scotland. That that thing's hard to find, you know. And at, at, at the time, and mm-hmm. like he was a he was a hero, you know. He was a hero in, in, in the footballing world. And then I think as I got older, now I'm walking down the street. It's like, oh, big Peter Van Hoydonk. I got that my whole life too. Did you, you get know, all, all, all the just time because you're black. Just because I'm well. black, and that's what I'm saying. That even like going through the, those Twitter comments, it was all big black guy, big black, you know. And, and that's that's just how it was. But at the yeah. same time. It's, it's Scotland. There's a there's there's an understanding to it. Like it's yeah. like it's not. I, I don't see it as racism per se. I see it as a, you know. I talked about this before. A little bit of ignorance in the sense that mm-hmm. you know we're just not accustomed to things. Then I moved to America when I'm down in London or whatever, and it's a lot more diverse. It's completely different. You know. You know. You used to run around with your pals when you're younger, and you're a little state and play all like the games like manhunt and stuff. But we used to do this thing. We used to pretend we were doing like a, a riot fight. We weren't really fighting. We just wanted to get chased by the police. <laughs> And we would pretend we were fighting, so people would then make the phone calls, and then you would, the police would come and you'd run away. And I, I'm thinking back, I'm six mm. foot six and black, <laughs> and I'm running away with all my wee pals. And I'm thinking, they know exactly who I am. Not only that, my basketball coach was chief of police in my neighbourhood. <laughs> so I was just thinking, like, they must have been like just waiting at my door, like, Kieran, like, what's going on here? You know? Are you sure it was me, officer? <laughs> Just, uh, a, just a different world. Uh, just a different world. By the way, you must have been the worst hide and seek uh, player of all time. You, can, oh. you, you need you need a double date <laughs> to hide him. You said that Rod Wallace as well. He was one. Of another one. Game. Another one. Rod Wallace, a, a phenomenal player. Again, player of color. And 
you know, he even you know, talks about the, the racism he's endured as well. But mm-hmm. for me, growing up in Scotland, I never really suffered from any racism at all. But when I moved to America, like I said, it was it was highlighted there. But then I played in places like Greece. Uh, I suffer racism, the monkey noises there, this, that, and next Really? Thing. Bosnia, same thing. Hungary, playing with the national team. And the crazy thing about Hungary was their main player, he's actually a real good friend of mine, he plays for Barcelona now, uh, he's black. And they're making monkey noises at the whole game. And I'm, I'm saying to him, like, what's going on? And he's like, well, when I'm playing for a national team, they like me. When I'm playing for my club team, I get the same abuse. So it, it wasn't really... A, Race wasn't the real thing. It was just they're trying to get into your head in some way. That's the wrong way of dealing, dealing with it, is it not? Well, and that's why I was laughing because I was saying we played against Bosnia, the exact same thing. Whole game, monkey noises the whole time for the GB team. After the game, they're asking for autographs. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you were just... Hypocrites. So it, it was just one of those things that I think it's just the social norm for a lot of people to try and get into your heads. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't because you're black, it'd be because of something else. You know what I mean? And mm. that's, I guess that's how you kind of... You know, put a uh, process it in your brain because mm-hmm. there was frustrations at times. Like, like, like when I was in Greece, the, the frustration was it's happening. The, the security guards right beside them and not doing anything about it. And then I felt bad because I'm making a big deal about it. My, I get subbed out the game to kind of learn to calm down, and I, then I put the blame on myself. And it actually, it wasn't my fault. That should never have happened, you know. So I think now, I think that there's a shining light on that issue right now. They're they're really trying to tackle it. You know, walking off the pitch, whatever. I don't know if it's the best way to deal with it. I, I don't know what the best way to deal with it is. Mm-hmm. But they, they have to have a kind of zero tolerance stance on that. Could you have been a footballer against the backdrop of some of the? You always, everyone always says they could have been. You know, if the football boots would have been in my size, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you know, to be honest, I, I I don't think football was it was for me. You know, and you know, you talk about. I always talk about embracing your uniqueness. I'm unique. I'm six foot ten, black, right? Basketball made sense, right? Uh, I didn't see it straight away because I grew up in Scotland, but uh, I embraced that. I found a way to make it work. I've, I, you know, I utilised that. I've, I've been educated through it. I've been able to tour the world through it. I've, you know, 105 caps from my country, played at Olympics, Commonwealth Games. That's all because of you know embracing my uniqueness, and that's why I say I, I th- you know jockey. Whatever you need to do, embrace your uniqueness. You know? Yes, I've still to find something for me. Ah, jockey, I'm telling you, that's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you meant that. You do look at I, disc jockey. I, I know. I look at Tony Blackburn with his big headphones on. That's not like a jockey, actually. Sensational. <laughs> jo- jockey, uh, jockey shorts. T- uh, tell me this, when was the last time you met someone taller than you? In in the GB team at the, the, the Olympics, there was five guys taller than me. So I'm I'm. That's seven years ago. Are you talking a, about seven years since you met there's someone taller There's a guy we you? played against at the Europeans uh, called Porzingis who plays uh, for Dallas Maverick. He's seven foot three, Jeez. so he's pretty tall. Do you get any or or can you? Is there any basketball players that are wee and are no shite? Yes, very. <laughs> actually, when I first signed when I first signed in right. Italy, five foot six. <laughs> Uh, really? guy, Errol Boykin. Five, six? Un- unreal. So, but there's a lot of good players who are five, seven, five. Because it, it, for me, it comes down to athleticism. If you're coordinated, can run, jump, r- you, know, you know, run fast, tick, jump tick, high. Tick, tick, Then that's what I said. I, I, actually, <laughs> I actually commented on your uh, your af- af- athletic ability earlier on. You'll, you'll hear mm-hmm. that. I said, yeah. you're, I watched you do the netball and I'm thinking to myself, you've just got it all. Uh, like, thanks very much. You know? I've, some people say I've, I've got the movement of a baby elephant. I've heard that before. <laughs> or, an old, or an old bag of milk. That's what I'm <laughs> I'll take that, mate. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's brilliant, oh. man. So listen, Kieran, uh, before you go, tell us uh, briefly about what you're up to nowadays. Now that you're now that you've uh, retired and you're no longer interfering with hoops. Aye, so yeah, so now that I've retired, I'm I'm doing a little bit more. I, I guess it's just trying to enlighten people in the sense of. Right, athletes can only, they only have a short lifespan of in, 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 in you know, the athletic world, and everyone always says, okay, you have to get into coaching, that's the kind of path. Well, actually, you don't. You can do many things. So yeah. right now, I've been very fortunate. I've been working, uh, going to do a lot of athlete mentoring, trying to learn to like, balance, find ways to you know, balance education with your sport or get a trade, no, get terrific. something, just have something. Because like, if you look at the statistics, I was looking at the, the Football Academy statistics and there was 96% of the players in these academies will not be playing after the age of 21 that's scary isn't it it's pathetic it's actually frightening yeah. you know but it's at the same time we sell this dream for everybody and don't get me wrong I want as many people to make it as possible but yeah. at the same time it's not forever you have to find a way to do other things yeah. so that, that's the two issues and the other one for me right now is the whole mental health and well-being aspect I'm, I'm really big on that I know I, I wouldn't say I, w- I went through depression or anything like that but I could see my mental health deteriorating last season in really? my last year playing. And I think it was just because I was starting to question what next, what mm-hmm. am I going to do? You start getting little trolls here and there. Social media trolls, are, 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 I'm probably going to get millions for this today. No, but <laughs> no, uh, but at the same time, what I'm saying is there's, there's a way to conduct yourself and find those kind of coping strategies. So I've been doing a little bit of help with that with a company called Frog. And it's, it's really, really kind of helping, kind of promoting that throughout, just throughout life. Just be, you got to remember, these people that are sitting writing these comments, what the fuck have they done? You yeah. know what I mean? What the fuck have they actually done? You get into their profile and it's fucking somebody spotty, 20... No, I was in rank with country spots. But what I'm saying is, fuck off. Yeah. Be nice. I mean? Just listen, a great role model as a player, a great model, a role model as a person. Kieran, it's been great to have you on here. Before you go, Mr. Achara, I've got to ask you one thing. Would you mind wrestling with Heed the Boy here? Wrestling? Are you I'm mad? not pushing that cunt, no chance. <laughs> Are you mad? Hey, <laughs> I'll tag with him, but I'm not wrestling him. I'll tag with him. I'll give him a high five. <laughs> As you know by now, Who Knows Wins is the home of social betting and they're changing the culture of gambling. Bookies have been taken out of the equation by this and you can now bet on sports, not against the bookie, but against your mates. I do it against John and against Grado and against some of you listeners join in as well the more of you involved the more you win got to give a shout out to some of our winners at the weekend just uh, just gone by of course who all tied in first place <laughs> so they all so I mean the pot was divvied up and they all won £33.35 pence. get in there <laughs> Chris oh, well. Alberts that can't be his real name uh, Fraz and Wallace uh, split the pot. It was a small pot, and they split it three ways. No, uh, it loads more. Was it loads more? more? Oh, oh a big pot. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody gets the money, didn't they? It got, it got split. Not up. me. I have not won a teapot of it yet. I'm going to go for it this week. But uh, my, my, I was, I was done in actually this week by Auchinleck Talbot drawing. Did you, did you back both? Yeah. I know. I, I, I backed to broth. Right. Dick Campbell's um, maroon and white army. Now, download the app on the Apple App Store or Google Play for more information. Visit their website at www.whoknowswins.com. You then just need to set up a league, mm-hmm. an entry free, choose your matches, invite mm-hmm. all your pals, and you predict the outcome of the games that we've picked. So the person with the most correct pre- predictions wins the pot of money, and you can also join preset public leagues with larger pots of money competing against players for all over the UK. So get involved now by downloading the app on Apple or Google Play by typing in who knows wins. This week we've picked six games for your chance to take our money with a £5 entry free. The games are... 
Hibs v Kilmarnock. Hibs, of course, have suddenly found the feet. Uh, debut win for Jack Ross against Kilmarnock, who, well, is up shop against Hearts, battered Hearts. Mm, tough one to call uh, that one. A draw, I'm going to go for that. Mm, I'm going to go for a Hibs win. I right. think they're on fire at the moment. Motherwell against saint jean son You can see Motherwell winning that. Yeah, Saints, good point against the Dandy Don. So I still think St. John's have got a wee run in them. Matty Kennedy looked like a bit of, bit of form was shown at the weekend there. And Livy against... Hamilton Ackies, who almost did something against Rangers, despite what you said. Yep. I can see that being a result for both of them. Livy have have not won in their last six games. I'm going to go for Hamilton for that one. Now, in the Championship, it's the Pars against the Jags, Dunfermline against Partick. Mm Mm-hmm. A good home draw you gave them in the Scottish Cup against Celtic. Cheers, thanks for that. Out the cup. (laughs) A few quid, though. I believe Jerry Britton was thanking me for... uh, Getting that result. Getting the home draw. Because that'll, that'll bring a lot of money into the club, won't it? Yeah, big Celtic fan, ex-Celtic right. player, Jerry as well. So are you going to back Thistle against the Pars? That's a tough one for Partick, isn't it? Aye, I'm going to say uh, that for Aye, I'm going to go for And from League One, Airdrie against East Fife. Who get pumped off GSC? Yes, BSC. BSC! Yeah, in the Scottish <laughs> Cup. What, I don't know, what a result that was for the old Fife. How many times have East Fife won the League Cup? Uh, twice. Three times. Ah, oh, they only met for. They won it three times before Celtic had even won it. There you go. Was, did we not talk about that before on here? Yeah. I, I was just checking you were listening. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Air Jones in that one. And from League Two, finally, uh, the soon to be professionals of Queen's Park against Edinburgh City. Interesting. Great result for uh, Queen's Park, by the way. Aye. Knocking out Queen of the Queen South. South. Mm-hmm. At Palmerston. I see that coming. No, I, didn't see, I didn't see that coming either. They also knackered my who knows wins. I'm going to go for Edinburgh City in that mm. one, just to annoy Mark Roberts. Aye, I'm going to go for Queen's Park. Good luck to all involved. As I say, remember, the money doesn't go to the bookies. The money goes to you and your pals. And not me yet. Well, there are legends, Grado. Yes. And there is Mark Walters. What an absolute honour it is to have this fella on here. Mark, lovely to see you. First of all, apologies in advance for my my uh, sidekick here. Oh, <laughs> what is that? I know him very well. I know him very well from yeah. uh, charity days, charity football days. Yeah, aye, that was a good day there last year, wasn't it? it was brilliant, yeah, yeah. Just, just, I just, I was wishing you to score, willing you to score, I but know. you just couldn't put that ball in the net. I felt flat in my ass. It's not nothing unusual. Mark, yeah. turn pundit for us. Describe that Grado miss at Ibrox Park, then. <laughs> you might want to measure well, it in, measure it in millimeters rather than feet. It was like, it was like watching somebody run through a treacle. See when I watched it back, I thought, how slow <laughs> am I, I going here, man? Chewing gum on your feet or something. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got I've got Kevin Thompson and Alec Ray gone. Just go for it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And they're the defenders, and I'm running. I'm going. I can't. I'm going to do it. 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 Go hit the shot. Slice it for flat miles. Redneck. <laughs> Mark, how do you look back on your time in Scottish football? Yeah, it was uh, ex- exceptional for me. It was a great um, great time for me. My career was uh, a little bit stagnant at Aston Villa. Uh, although it was a big club, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't going anywhere really at the time. And uh, Glasgow Rangers was just what I needed at the time. It was fantastic and um, some great lads. From Tiny, who uh, was in the canteen, to the chairman. Uh-huh. Mr. Holmes at the time, you know, they were brilliant to me. So, yeah, great, great days, great times. You mentioned Villa not going anywhere, mm. but they'd won the European Cup. Now, were you so, close to playing in that, that game when you were a I kid? Made, I, no, I made my debut that season. Um, but as usual, when all the big games come, all the little young lads get, get kicked to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So, 
So as a 17-year-old, they kept telling me my time will come again. Who did you support growing up? Yeah, Aston Villa. Aston Are you Villa, one of I mean, our fans? Aston Villa is literally 400 metres from where I lived. Right, is that so, right? Um, I used to sneak into the ground as a six, seven, eight-year-old because we couldn't afford the, you know, the entrance free and stuff. And uh, yeah, I used to see all the, uh, the games, uh, which is sneaking to the game. In fact, I remember as a, I think a nine-year-old, Glasgow Rangers playing Aston Villa, oh. and um, and uh, supporters streaking down our road. Uh, <laughs> <at the laughs> oh, 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 right. So uh, and the know, we had to all, we had to all go into the house and, and take cover, kind of thing. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> How many naked Rangers fans were were rampaging <laughs> through your garden? <laughs> Yeah, well, as a, as a nine-year-old, they all look naked, but I'm sure they'll probably just have the tops off. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you, were, you were brought up an Aston Villa fan, but your yeah. middle name is Everton. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I know, it, apparently it's quite a common name in Jamaica where right? it's from, so... Uh, well, where did you... Just remind us where you went. <laughs> yeah, that's on my kidneys. <laughs> just remind us where you went after Rangers. I went to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I went to Liverpool. So was that, and, did you have a bit of explaining to do then? Absolutely, yeah. But funny enough, I nearly joined Everton uh, mm-hmm. when I left Aston Villa, and, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, I'm always, I'm always a kind of, uh, you know, I just have a feeling about things, and because that, you know, my middle name is Everton, I just didn't want to go there. That was one of the other reasons why I didn't go to Everton <laughs> at the time. But um, yeah, I, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm very proud of the name anyway. Aye. So, what was it that tempted you to come to Scotland? It was a, it was a number of things actually. Graham Souness obviously was a big factor. Of, Big admire him as a player when he was at Liverpool. Played against him a couple of times when I was at Aston Villa, and um, also you got to remember the English teams were out of Europe as well. And I grew up being involved in European Cup games and so forth. But when Graham took me to the stadium and um, you know you opened those gates and walked up those uh, those marble staircases and that, you just you just have to be in love with the place. And uh, it's a fantastic uh, experience going there and speaking to him and. And then he sold the club to me, and that was it, really. Yeah, I wouldn't be delicate enough to ask you about the figures, but did you get a big pay rise going to Rangers? Terry Butcher told me that he was on the same wages as Ipswich. Yeah, he was. It wasn't as much as people think. I, I, I'm not going to lie. They did. Um, I think they doubled my wages, maybe trebled it. But oh, um, you got to remember, as a local lad, uh, you very rarely get good wages when yeah. you're a local lad, and I, I was one of those. You know, unfortunately, uh, Aston Villa didn't didn't really pay me very well. I was grateful for uh, for all they did for me. Don't get me wrong, and, yeah. uh, uh, but uh, I, I didn't play for Aston Villa for money anyway. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> now, at the time, your signing caused quite a ripple. Um, <laughs> what was there a point when you thought, when the newspapers and the media were focusing on the colour of your skin rather than your ability? Was there a time you thought, "Am I coming to the wrong country here?" I'll be honest with you, I, uh, because I was so adamant that I want to improve my career and get a better club and I was not focused on that at all I just knew that going to Glasgow Rangers was going to help me as a player you know I got to remember I was playing with some world-class players at Glasgow Rangers and I just knew that training with them playing with them was going to help me as a person and as a as a footballer so that was the most thing I concentrated the club um, if you like shielded me from a lot of that anyway so yeah. the club was fantastic so I just had to focus on playing football which is what I wanted to do. Yeah. What about your debut? Was that yeah. a, was that an experience that you look back on with regret, um, or as part, or, or have you made your peace with you know with what happened that day? Oh yeah, I mean I'm you know I'm a, I'm a, uh, always been brought up to forgive anyway, so I know obviously a lot of people, fe- you know, uh, verbally abused me if you like that day, but uh, yeah, I've forgiven all those people. I, I just saw it as um, 
one of the things I had to go through. I mean, unfortunately, it happened a bit in England, not on that scale, admittedly, but it happened in England. So I was quite used to uh, going to places like Leeds United, Newcastle, West Ham, Chelsea, and getting getting similar on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. But it was just as a footballer, you just knew that it was just one of those things you had to just get on with, you know. Else, uh, mm-hmm. else you wouldn't be a footballer, basically. I've, unfortunately, a few of my friends weren't prepared to put up with that mm-hmm. and done other things. But I was uh, adamant I was going to be a professional footballer, and that so I knew I had to put up with it. What what sort of things were thrown at you that day at Celtic Park? Um, I have to I have to laugh about it now, but there was a pig's leg. I, I don't know. I don't know where that come from. Maybe they thought I was Muslim. I don't know, um, or Jewish. I don't know. But uh, there was a dart. There was a dart thrown at me, which was a bit scary because, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, a projectile of a dart can fly from for quite a few meters. So I saw that behind me, and and the obligatory bananas and fruit. You know. So mm-hmm. as I said. Um, I honestly was so focused on the game at the time that it was only when I was running back and there was a lull in the game that I even saw these things. So it never it never affected me anyway. Talk to us about uh, Mark about um, Graham Souness in our training session. What was mm-hmm. his uh, training sessions like? I've heard I've spoke to Ian Durant and he says you know he you know Souness wasn't he scared to fly in with the tackles and was was that your experience uh, a training session under Souness? Yeah, he was, he was fantastic as long as his team were winning. <laughs> but if they weren't winning, you know he was getting smashing people. And we had this game called Toro, uh, which is basically circle players, two players in the middle, the rest of the lads on the outside. And I think Dranty, talking about Dranty, I think he may have not megged him, but all I can know right. is that uh, Dranty was about six feet in the air afterwards. <laughs> you give him a, no give him a punch? Yeah, sure. yeah, something like that. Yeah, things like that. But um, it was uh, it could get a bit violent, so uh, at the least. Yeah. So. Was it was it was there a few hard men in that locker room? Yeah, there was a few. Yeah, Terry Butcher. Um, but the most hardest and fearless was Ter- Terry Herlock. Aye. He was, uh, he, you know, such a lovely man off the field, but on the on the field he was a you know he was literally I wouldn't say animal, but he went far off that. Yeah. Was he like that in training? Did you dodge Terry Herlock in training? No, he wasn't too bad in training. But as you say, you, you know, you didn't you knew. You didn't try to not make anything stupid like that. You just get, got the ball, give it, give it as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you come near you, you know. But he was, a, as I say, he's a fantastic lad off the field and um, got a lot of time for Terry. Yeah, great lad. Did you have any opponents in Scotland that were that were hard? That you thought that you played against? Um, yeah, I mean, they were all difficult opponents. I mean, what, what uh, um, I can't remember his name now, but he played for Hearts and he was he used to just get me right. I think I may have got sent off twice against him, but only because. Oh. Instead of the verbal abuse, he used, to, he used to do little signs to me and he used to get me wound, wind me up. So little he's signs? What sort of signs? More, but I can't remember his name now. Well, uh, was it Walter Kidd maybe? He did a red yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the grey hair. <laughs> I used to have so much problems with him. I just don't know. I don't know why, but he used to just wind me up and uh, admittedly, I used to bite. His nickname was Zico. Can you see why? <laughs> yes, I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he was a hard boy. Was, yeah. <laughs> he was a hard boy. Listen, what are the talk? What was your? What was the highlight? What, what was the big game for you playing for Rangers? Well, it was obviously a debut. The debut was a fantastic experience. You know, sixty thousand people. Um, you know, real, real intense. I mean, looking around the change rooms, you know, you had the Terry Butchers, you had Ray Wilkins, Richard Goffs, uh, Koisty. You know, great players who were there, and you know, I remember as I said, my career had stagnated a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was coming and coming up to uh, to play with some great players and some great atmospheres. So um, the first game was memorable, uh, without a doubt. Obviously, we lost the game, but you know, even after the game, I was still delighted to be there and and, mm-hmm. and, and humbled about how the supporters had 
dictated to me even in the first game. So um, you know the, the Rangers fans are my ace and tad days. So um, yeah, it was re- really good. The first game was brilliant, I, and maybe slightly just behind that is my my first goal I scored against Rafe Rovers. I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, knowing that you know my name would always be linked with Rangers, having scored a goal as well. So that was a great great time for me as well. So you were there for the start of nine in a row, um, but the one I think I will remember you for was winning the title in 1991. Yeah, my last game. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk us through that particular the build up to that game. I'm talking Rangers Aberdeen, the league decider. Oh, I yeah. yeah, it was a funny week really because that previously we played Motherwell, and uh, I didn't have a good game to be honest with you. I uh, missed a penalty. Uh, I think I may have been playing injured, which I think half the team wasn't fit anyway. To be honest with you, uh, didn't play well. Missed a penalty. So that build up to that game, we knew that if we won the game, we'd win the league. If we lost it, if we lost by a certain amount of goals, we might have been, we'd have lost the league as well. So it was a really intense build up to the game. Well, if you drew, if you drawn, Aberdeen could have drawn and won the league. Absolutely, yeah. So it was a difficult uh, build up, very nervous and very intense, and we just all concentrated. And luckily, um, things went well that day. I was involved for the first goal, and once we scored the first goal, that was it. I think we was always going to win the game. Talk to us about uh, the, the 5-1 game against Celtic, Mark. Was that a, a particular highlight for you? It was It was a great great game because uh, we went, below, went behind again as well. I think Ray Wilkins equalised with a fantastic volley. Oh, famous goal. And, um, and then, you know, I went and I think I tapped in a, a Ali McCoy's rebound, I think it was, uh, to make it 5-1. And, uh, I mean, I think we had half an hour to go that day. And I think we, we could have scored another three or four right. if we really wanted to. But I think uh, the manager just wanted to make sure we won the game comfortably and didn't do anything silly. So we just kept the ball for the remainder of the game. But that was a fantastic uh, performance from the lads. And uh, to nick a little goal was brilliant for me as well. We don't have enough time to talk about them all, but remind us how many old firm game goals you got, Mark. Um, I think I've seven if I'm... Is that all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, brilliant. I was really pleased with my tally and that because obviously, because you know, I played wide. Yeah, but, um, it's an incredible yeah, tally. It was that. Great to get them, get the goals. Really, any goal is great, but to score against the old firm is, uh, you know, fantastic. I, I put out on my, my Facebook and on my Twitter account and Instagram the last couple of days that you were coming on asking for questions. We've been engulfed with questions, but one here that comes to mind right away is Thomas Marshall, who says the goal that Mark scored direct from a corner kick against Celtic. Did did he mean it? Well, after 25 years, I said I did. But if I'm really honest with myself, now nah, it was a, a <laughs> bit of a fluke. Oh, really? I, um, I think I've done something like that, scored, but I, well, I kind of hit the ball and it, it studs hit the turf and it kind of sliced it slightly. And the thing happened there. It was a windy day as well, I remember as well. And uh, it went straight in the goals. But uh, for about 25 years, I said I meant it. <laughs> but I never really. Now, I've got another question on uh, racism here from, from one of our listeners, which I think is a really, really good point. Uh, from Mark Smith, uh, he says, it's huge at the moment. It's a huge problem in football at the moment, racism. Do you think, Mark, uh, that more can be done to stamp out? And you know, and if so, what, uh, what more can be done at this particular time? Because there's obviously big advances from when you played, but you know, it's creeping back in again in certain places. Um, it's difficult, really. I mean, I've been brought up to just get on with it, improve or show them that, you, you know, a good a player you are. So it's difficult, but I mean, when the England uh, uh, players threatened to, to, to walk off the field, mm-hmm. it did seem to uh, do something. I mean, they stopped it. So, I mean, I'm not the advocate of that, if I'm really honest, just to walk off the field. But uh, if they have that option, 
that it's getting so ridiculous that uh, they can walk off and then the, why not? I mean, as you say, it's been going on for you know all my career and, and, and beyond. So should you have done that in your? Should should the players have done that in your day? Would that have, would that um, have, uh, I said, I've not been brought up to do that. You know, I'm, I'm my, mm-hmm. my, the way I've been brought up is to, to show them how good you are and to, to, you know, if you walk off the field, that would be like they've won, you know. So I've never been brought up like that. But, you know, what can you say in this day and age with all the, you know, me, uh, social media and that, they need to try something else maybe and maybe that's the thing to try, I don't know. But personally, I wouldn't want to walk off the field. I would want to go and stay on the field and, and prove them wrong and maybe the authorities do something about it after the game maybe. But, uh for me, walking off the field would be, uh, you know, as if they'd won it, if you like. Mm-hmm. Mark, we've got a question here from Miko on Twitter, and he asks, as the inventor, do you receive royalties every time a double shuffle was carried at these days? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I can't even claim fame to it, really. You know, it was long before that- I thought to do it first. But I kind of adapted a little bit because, uh, you know, I was two-footed. I could go left as well as right. Aye. No, young quite done a, a version of it, and I, I went into the, the park the same day or, or the, the, the garden behind me, behind our house, and tried it for about ten hours. You know, so uh, that's the reason why um, I did it. But I'd love, to, I'd love a little ten pounds every time I saw someone do it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, you were, you were the first to do it, though, weren't you? Uh, the way I did, yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't remember anybody else doing it the way I did it, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, someone's got it to be first. I'm glad it was me. No, that's a ter- terrific question. Miko, thank you very much for that on the, the Twitter account here. Um, Jim has tweeted and said, ask Mark, who is the biggest joker in the wind-up merchant um, at Ibrox? Uh, well, there's a few, you know, I think <laughs> yeah. the old... We've only got know, an hour. Um, <laughs> the normal ones that, that you can think of, but the funniest man that I ever came across was the late Neil Cooper. He was ah, the most right. hilarious Tati. player, person I've ever, ever come across. He was just having his stitches all the time and uh, without that he got me through my time at Aston Villa at the end there where it was a bit of a, a dour place so when I when I worked with him at Aston Villa he was uh, actually a joy to be around and uh, and he joined you at Rangers he joined at Rangers and made it I th- to be fair I think I had a bit of uh, in- input in, in coming to Rangers oh. I, rem- I remember uh, Sunes and uh, Walter asking me you know what I think of him and blah 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 and he's a good player and what's his temperament like and I I, I bigged him up and I told him well, you know you should to get him, so I like to think I was in integral part of him coming to Rangers. What sort of stuff did uh, Tati get up to then? Uh, the stuff that's broadcastable, or the, you know, oh, it's a podcast. It doesn't need to be broadcastable. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to be fair. All I remember, he used to do impersonations of uh, whoever was at the time, and uh, the late Billy McNeil. He had he had him off to a tea, and he used to. We had a Christmas party, and he, he actually done a solo performance of about five minutes of all the uh, things that the late Billy McNeil used to say during our team meetings. And it was absolutely hilarious. And um, to this day, I can still remember all the things. But again, I can't tell you exactly what it was because it's not broadcastable. You know? <laughs> oh, it's good to hear. Uh, it's good to hear some stories about Big Neely. He was a lovely, lovely guy. And he's sorely missed, particularly in Aberdeen, yeah. of course. Um, yeah. maybe, what, what Paul Kennedy's asking, he's asking who was the best player that you played with. Let's make it simple. Who was, who was number one to begin with? And I'm one. Um, I have to say, uh, John Barnes. You know, I know, I know he was. Uh, I know he was a Celtic manager for a period of time. But um, without doubt, the best uh, player I played with. Although he was predominantly left-sided, his right side was just as good as anyone. And he was big, strong, pacey as well. Could head the ball. You know, he was just a complete player for me. So, an attacker. I always love watching attacking players. So, 
Uh, John Barnes was the best player I've actually played with. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. man. I know you need to shoot off, but I'll ask you one more question, right? Um, yeah. If you had to pick uh, your best 11 from you, yeah. when you played at Rangers, could you do it? I think so, yeah. I mean, um, uh, Gary Stevens right back after Gary um, uh, Stuart Monroe left back. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodsy in goal. Woodsy. Woodsy in goal, yeah. Center off, Goffey, Terry. Terry Butcher, uh, midfield Drani. I think Drani was, was would have been a fantastic player, even better than he, he was if he hadn't had a bad injury. Uh, Trevor Stephen on the right side. Um, uh, I don't, don't know. I probably have to put myself in on the left. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, some of the thoughts. Yeah. So, so one one then. last midfield berth to fill then. Um, it'd have to be probably Ray Wilkins. <gasps> Soon it's in the bench. Uh, yeah, well, you got to remember, I didn't play with him much at Rangers. Uh, yeah, I okay. played against him at Liverpool, but I'm talking about when I was at Rangers. Yeah, okay. So I think, uh, yeah, Ray Wilkins probably. Out front, Koisty and uh, Mark Haitley. Haitley. I think that's the best uh, 11 that I've played, uh, played with. Uh, you know, obviously, the people like David Cooper, who I, I, I never played with a lot with, but was a big admirer of his before I came to Scotland. Um, he, he, he'd be obviously around here in his heyday. But it's some, you know, I play with some world class players at Rangers, so I'm very blessed. Now, if your signing cost a bit of a stir, were you quite pleased in July 1989 when another fella came in who caused an even bigger stir? You talking about Mo? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mo took the pressure right off me. I always remember saying, you know, thank God you've come here, Mo. You, you took the pressure right off me. I had no more hate mail or nothing. It was all, all directed for him, you know. So uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, he was, a, he, was a, he was a good lad, Mo. Obviously, obviously, it took a lot of stick and so forth. But uh, more importantly, he was a good, good player, you know. And he definitely improved our squad. And uh, one of the best finishers I've been lucky enough to play in a, in a team with. When Graham Soonis left, what what was that moment like for you and for the rest of the squad uh, in April '91? Yeah, it was a, it was a bit disappointing at the time. I remember because um, I just thought we you know we still had a lot to to do you know particularly in Europe and so forth. Uh, but I suppose you could understand. I mean, at the time, I remember saying, you know, if, if you did well at uh, Liverpool, for instance, you'd become the next Scotland manager and things like that. So I suppose for his career, he, he probably did the best thing for himself. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it, it, uh, he, he had to leave at, at Rangers. But if we'd have known what was going to happen with Walter taking over and stuff, so forth, and the, uh, the input he had, I suppose we'd have never worried. But at the time, it was a bit... Uh, bit difficult for the lads to understand why he'd left us, if you like. When did you know that you were following Graham Souness? Um, I think it was, um, I come back from a holiday pre-season. Right. And um, I, had a, I think I still had an injury from, I played for England in the summer there. And I still had a bit of a hamstring injury. And I, and I, and I came in and I, was, I wasn't 100% fit to train. And then um, I got a call saying that... Um, uh, from Walter saying that uh, uh, Suey was interested in taking me over there, which uh, obviously at the time I was a bit shocked. But um, you know, like the first time he, he called me, you know, he's got not the kind of man you, you leave <laughs> hanging, and you, so I went uh-huh. to speak to him, and and um, luckily things went well, and uh, I signed. Did, did you ever regret leaving Rangers at that time, or could you have, could you have lasted it more, or had enough? Was it, did you have enough of being the centre? It was of a difficult decision. It was a difficult decision. I mean, uh, the chairman at the time, Mr. Murray, he did tell me I was going to regret it because uh, you know we was you know Rangers were just lifting off again. We we're going to obviously win another league again, and they were going to build build again and maybe even get do better in Europe. So 
at the time, I mean, I had, I had a few hours to think about it, and at the time, it was, a, it was a, the right decision, I thought, at the time. But with hindsight, maybe I should have stayed a bit longer. Okay. Because, um, you know, things were just even warming up even more at, uh, at Rangers. And Liverpool, we were in, we were in a trans, transitional period, so it took two or three seasons to even get that going down there. So, with hindsight, maybe I should have stayed another year at least. See, when you played for Liverpool, you were at, you were at the club at the time where the likes of Robbie Fowler was coming through and McManaman and, and Redknapp. Were you able to pass on a lot of yeah. your wisdom, what you had learnt through the years to, to them? Um, off the field, maybe, but I don't know on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, the Space Boys. These were great young players at the time and um, uh, Sunes brought them in, possibly maybe too quickly for their long-term development, but... They put him in at deep end and most of them swam at the time. Robbie obviously became one of the great goal scorers of, of, of all time at Liverpool and uh, the Manaman as well obviously had a great career there. Redknapp had a great career. What were they like in the dressing room, those lads? Because they were pretty cocky. Um, they were known as the Spice Boys, weren't they? What, what, what were they like in the dressing room? Yeah, very similar. Very similar at all the gear. Uh, you know, obviously <laughs> the ladies liked them and yeah, they, were, they were funny lads. <laughs> they, were funny. they were young single lads so you can't blame them really. Driving around in Porsches and stuff so Play to him. How do you think uh, Stephen Gerrard's getting on at Rangers, Mark? I think he's doing a fantastic job. I'm, uh, he's doing, in fact, very similar to when Sunes came there. A lot of similarities there. Eh? Yeah, very similar. Unfortunately, they haven't got the uh, the money that Sunes no. had at the time. But he's, but you know, this year they've given him a bit more money and he's he's bought well. I like the boy Kent. He's a very good player. Oh yeah. So um, this is going to be a, a really really important game coming up at the cup final. I think if, if we can win that, then that will set the stall for. Maybe another dominating period for Rangers. Tell us about Ryan Kent. Um, what you think about him? Yeah, very impressed. I mean, I saw his goal on on Sunday against. Um, I think it was Hamilton Ackies. Yeah. Uh, fantastic bit of skill. Took the ball from his right side to his weaker left side, and rifled it into Aye. top corner. So you can see why they paid the money for him, and he, he's going to have a great career at Rangers. Two minutes before <laughs> that, the commentator had said. Kent needs to start proving he's worth. He needs to start proving <laughs> that he's a seven million player. Thirty seconds later, he scores that goal. Just that's that's, that's what you get. You that's, get what you pay for, isn't it? That's wide that's players, good. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is, is he is he going to be an England player? On that performance, yeah. I mean, I like his I like his uh, movement. He's good, two good feet. He's very direct. He's got good pace as well, and obviously scores the odd goal as well. So he's got the ingredients for being a, not only a great player for for Rangers, but he could get in that England squad without a doubt. Yeah, he's still young as well, obviously. So yeah, absolutely. Got the potential. So, to wind up then, Grado, who's going to win the Scottish Premiership this year? I think it's still up in the air yet. I think this is a very, very Ooh. important month. Rangers have, have got hard ties Ooh. away from him. Um, and I think the outcome of the League Cup is going to have a big, big, a big part in it mentally for the players. Um, yep. That's going to be, this month is definitely, whoever comes out of this month on top, I think, is going to win the league. Oof, what do you think of that then, Mark, this season in the Premiership? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think uh, the Cup final is going to be a psychological boost yep. to whoever wins that. Um, if, you know, if or when Rangers win it, because I'm very confident because they've got the momentum going at, at the moment. When Rangers win that, I think that will be a good marker and then hopefully things will fall into place because I just feel the first trophy is the most right. difficult and could probably the hardest to win. But once we win that, I think we, uh, you know, definitely odds are in our favour then. And it's just you said when you said when you win it. Yeah, I'm really confident. I don't know why. I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't. I hope I'm not kiss kiss of death. But I just feel, <laughs> I just feel, you know, you know, 
I just feel like, you know, like any big club, when that ball starts rolling, it's like a snowball, it rolls down the hill, just brings momentum and momentum. And I just think, I just think the momentum's with Glasgow Rangers now. I just think when we win that, you know, I think the, the league will tie in nicely after that. Well, Mark, thanks very much for taking the time out to come and uh, speak to us. I really, really enjoyed that. Is there anything else you want to say before you go? No, no, no. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure uh, being here and uh, hopefully we can play in another charity game and you can miss another goal like you did before <laughs> I, uh, I, think, I think the next uh, I, I don't see me playing in any games particularly soon because uh, that was just an absolute redneck that day <laughs> <laughs> Mark listen I enjoyed your book that was out last year as well uh, that you, you, you wrote there uh, with you. Big Jeff so congratulations on that and thank you very much for joining us on the Football Daft Podcast you're welcome, thank you. I'm just about to give it to one of my Spanish students now. Uh, he wants to buy one, so I'm just going to give the book to him now, so thanks very much. Oh, he's a student. I'll make sure you give him a student discount, You're Mark. teaching him Spanish? <laughs> well, they teach me, really, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, but I'm, I'm learning Spanish, and uh, yeah, one of my students is going to buy a book, so si, 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 uh, si, he si. has a read of it. Si. Enjoys ah, it. Muy bien, ah. muy bien. Uh, well, Mar- muchas gracias. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> hey, thanks very much, Mark. Uh-huh. It's now time for our Beer 52 match of the week. Last week, we asked for a prediction for the Hibs v Motherwell game, which, of course, Hibs won 3-1. And congratulations to Hibby Matt Reed. I wonder if he's in relation to Charlie and the other proclaimer Reed. I don't know. Who won a crate of beer? Well done to you, Matt. And now this week, our Beer 52 match of the week is Rangers against Hearts at Ibrooks. So all you have to do to win is guess the correct score before three o'clock kickoff time on Sunday afternoon. Everyone who gets the score right will go into the draw to win the beer. You can enter by commenting on the link on the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your score to at Football Daft with the hashtag, hashtag free beer. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the United Kingdom. Now, I was going to ask you your uh, prediction, Grado. Don't bother. I know you're going to go for a hearts win. Now, you can get a free beer as well from Beer52. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash daft. That is the best website address ever. Beer52.com slash daft. And we'll sort out free beers if you cover just the £4.95 for the postage. You normally get eight, but as you're a football daft punter, we'll give you two extra free beers. That's a total of 10 free beers. Your first box will be sent out to you the next day and contains beer from all over this month's chosen destination, which is Korea. It's a monthly subscription service for beer. And Beer52 don't hold you to ransom you can leave any time. So just go to beer52.com slash daft to get your first case of 10 beers for free. 3 no Rangers. Oh, is that it? What? Is that it? Are we what done? Are we good? Can so. we go home now? Oh, fuck, is this recording? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I knew you were dreaming there. <laughs> Listen, we're almost done. We've got some reviews. Thank you very much for your reviews on the uh, the podcast app thing. Apple. Apple thing. Um, Eddie G has given us a review. He gave us five stars as well, and I'd like to thank you for that. So make sure you give us some five stars and say that you prefer guest host David Tanner <laughs> to... The, the normal host, uh, I, I can't even remember his name. You're going to need to have a charity boxing match or something like that. <laughs> man, I want to see the two yous don't fuck out of one another. Me and Andy Cameron. <laughs> Is that his name? I think it's Andy Cameron. Anyway, Eddie G, thanks very much. Listen to this, Grado. In fact, you read it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading it either, man. I've not seen that. 
Absolutely brilliant podcast. Start doing five shows a week, and I'll ditch listening to those fannies at Super Scoreboard. He's actually wrote Al Deutsch listening to those fannies. <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate your sentiments and your five stars. Let us know how you feel about that. Well, that's it today. Right. Uh, what about your Scottish Cup draw, Kieran Akara? It took you three seconds to spot Aye. What was it about the, the six foot ten? The horns, because he's because he's had him in a box. I thought I didn't realise he was sitting on a box, but I had a kind of fair idea because he, he said as well when I went and asked him if he was involved in football. I recognised his voice straight away because remember it was only two nights ago. You know what I mean? You're daft, but not that daft. That yes, aye. Uh, somebody asked me to ask you when you were doing the Scottish Cup draw, were you standing in a hole? No, I wanted a box um, because I'm only 179 centimetres, mate. <laughs> What's that in, in real money? Five foot nine and a half. Are you? Mm-hmm. I'm five foot seven. Are you? Yeah, and a half. I liked how he said you you, you you could be a jockey. You do look like a jockey. I look like Jockey Wilson <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Have you enjoyed yourself this week, mate? You can hit up the road to fucking put your dishwasher on, aye? I've really enjoyed it. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, I don't want to put it on yet unless I'm in oh, the house. I bought a suit maker. Sorry to cut you off. I bought a suit maker. I would highly recommend them to buy a suit maker. Is that a bullet? It's not a bullet. It's a. It's, it's called a Murphy Richards suit maker. It's only sixty bar. You just put your ingredients in. All you right. can press smooth or chunky. Mm-hmm. Twenty five minutes, mate. You've got a, a, a pot of soup. So last week I done a pea and ham. It was actually quite good. Out of a chicken. Out of a chicken. Mm. No, a ham as a pig, mate. I know it's an old uh, TV advert. You'll have to Google that now. Do you, do you not remember that? Pea and ham soup out of chicken. Oh. That's clever. That's oh. an old advert. Nobody, nobody will understand it. Um, <laughs> can I go? Can I go now? There's nothing Aye. worse when you talk Day to me. I do a cultural reference, and you remind me how much younger you are than me. Well, I've enjoyed myself this week. That was good, man. Oh, good. I'm away to do my rehearsals now, so oh, yeah. see you after. Are you going to bring me some soup next week? I will actually. You know what? I'll do that. Fuck it. What, what, what kind of soup do you like? Um, well, that's a good question. Fish and chip soup. Try, try something mental, like kebab soup. <laughs> You've hey, got I'm to be off. a pioneer hey, of off, madness. Man. Fuck this, right? I'll see you later. You've been football. <laughs> you have been completely daft. As yourself! Remember that? Can we get rid of him as well as you? <laughs> <laughs> this is Four Network.